Morning everybody, how you doing today? In this episode of the show, we're going to take a look at a really positive response to a software vulnerability. Now this week, MuleSoft, which is actually now owned by Salesforce, had a pretty bad software vulnerability, and that happens. Now, just to put this in context, MuleSoft is a middleware company. Essentially, they sell a service uh, which helps you glue different systems together, whether those are legacy on-premise or SaaS-based systems. Um, they help do data transformation, um, connect events, things like that, which you can see why it would fit really well in the Salesforce platform, and that's why Salesforce acquired them a couple years back. Um, so this is a pretty important piece of software in most enterprises uh, that have it deployed. And they can deploy it as an on-premise version. Now, if you are well into the world of SaaS, you may forget how much of a pain in the you-know-what on-premise software can be. If there's a critical software vulnerability, you need to get customers aware of it. They need to then download it and perform their own upgrades, as opposed to in a SaaS-based system where uh, you are running the service and you can simply upgrade things behind the scenes and customers never need to know uh, the steps to resolve it because you've resolved it for them and you can just simply make them aware of any potential issues. So, uh, MuleSoft has a bunch of these on-premise customers and they are in a critical space in a lot of these software stacks. So when they had a software vulnerability, they took what is unfortunately an extraordinary step. And I say unfortunately because I think this should probably be standard practice for serious enough vulnerabilities. Now, uh, Catalan uh, Simpanu for writing for ZDNet had this story covered and he had a great uh, way of portraying it and I'll, I'll link to that article so that you you can read it yourself um, but essentially he was saying that they were actually picking up the phone and reaching out to these customers they sent an email to them um, to set up calls and then they just started dialing and setting up meetings with the customers to help explain the context of the issue and the steps that they needed to take. Um, now, he also actually got on a call and was immediately connected with the chief technical and chief trust officer for Mule. So he had two of the senior most people from the company on the call with him explaining the issue. Now, I don't know if that's what every customer got or simply um, uh, Mr. Simpanu got it because he was a journalist, but the uh, result is the, is the same. This company here realized that there was an issue um, that needed to be explained and was important enough that people needed to address. So instead of just putting out an email or putting it up on the website or updating a dashboard, they actually reached out to the customers and said, hey, here is the problem. Here is the steps to mitigate this problem. And here's the context in which this problem occurred. And I think that is a great example. I think that should be done more often. But one of the things that I wanted to really call out, because it's not always practical to necessarily call all of your customers, um, but one of the things that this approach really provides that I think is missing in the vast majority of it is context. Most of the time we get these uh, patches uh, issued or vulnerabilities announced and we have a CVSS score uh, that gives you a relatively uh, you know, reasonable idea of uh, the severity, of uh, the potential impacts. Um, you can get some of the details and you can start to grasp the issue. But the challenge is, is applying it to your own situation, is actually putting it in perspective. How likely is it to be exploited? How easy is it to be exploited? The numbers don't really tell you the story. And that's, I think, the number one challenge we have 
in patching. Uh, because most organizations don't have a smooth patch process, I know this is the number one issue in security and has been forever, um, but the reality is most organizations can't patch smoothly or quickly. I saw a, a horrifying stat um, the other day, and I, I'll put the source in the comments or as an overlay here because I can't remember off the top of my head, but essentially it was uh, after companies start patching, Within 90 days, they've only covered just over 40% of the intended systems. Now, hopefully that's prioritized by risk, but the reality is even three months after you've started patching, you haven't got full coverage or even half coverage yet. Um, and that's pretty typical. It's a, it's a really, it's a big people problem. It's not so much the technology problem. Um, and it's something that is a weak spot in security. But the because of this, because of this challenge patching, um, communication is critical because you need to know when it's time to pull the alarm, when it's time to pull the brakes and say, wait, we need to deploy this patch immediately. The risk is high enough. And I thought this approach from MuleSoft was commendable. Um, it was uh, really tackled that one weak spot of most disclosures for vulnerabilities where we just kind of put them out there and say, there you go, I disclosed it, I gave you the patch, I gave you the example, um, you figure it out. Uh, context is missing, context is key. What do you think? Hit me up online at markn.ca in the comments down below, and as always, by email, me at markn.ca. Um, how do you handle patch management? How do you evaluate, you know, sort of better question than patch management. How do you evaluate which patches are actually important enough to pull the trigger to uh, raise the alarm bells to get them pushed out there really, really quickly? That's a great question. Let's talk about that online. Hope you're set up for a fantastic day, and I'll see you on the next episode of the show.